0: hey everyone i'm alexa and i'm Catherine, and we're the girls behind tickets please and on today's episode we're talking about my favorite episode of seinfeld
1: so you have seen all of seinfeld all the way through how many times would you say dozens I, this
0: is a childhood show for me because even before I really watched it, watched it, my parents had it on all the time. So I've seen a, I've seen a lot of episodes passively without having even really watched them. Not even counting those times on my own. I've seen it. All. This is actually one of the shows, though, that I don't necessarily watch it from episode one to the end. I will watch ones that I like because they're so self-contained and so each one of them is so different that i'll pick ones that i just feel like watching
1: rather than watching them in order so you chose for this episode to do the opposite the opposite which is what season it's the it's the finale of season five and what made you choose this one? What makes it your favorite or one of your favorites?
0: So I think the reason it's one of my favorites is because George is my favorite. And this is a peak George episode. I, <laughs> it's one of the only times he gets to come out on top. It's a rarity for George. He normally, oh. <laughs> he normally is down and out, which is what makes him so funny. But I think this is equally as funny with him doing the opposite of all of his instincts.
1: I had never seen this one before. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was great. It felt very, uh, you could probably say this about any of them, but if you had never seen even a minute of the entire show, you could have just watched this one and gotten a feel for what the whole thing is like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, most of the episodes are like that. Which is why when I was picking one and I was talking to my dad about it and I was watching a couple contenders and trying to decide which one. I was saying how we were we were going to talk about just one episode and that you haven't seen all of them. And he said, how's she going to do that? She doesn't have like the feel. And I was like, but you really could for Seinfeld. You could watch one episode in a vacuum and really get a lot of it.
1: And I have seen many of them over the years for the reason that you said, just because mm-hmm. my dad would be watching them when I was around. Also, we should probably explain at some point why... <laughs> You mention your dad in this context so often mm-hmm. that we should explain that you guys are movie TV yeah. buddies. Yeah, that That's like your shared bonding thing that you have with him. Yeah. Because we don't even cover that much that we're... I mean,
0: if they listened to all of the episodes, they would know. But we don't cover all the time that we're related.
1: It's funny you say that because when you were... We did a little movie quiz thing before we started this recording. <laughs> and as you were counting them, I was gazing at you and thinking to myself, I wonder if people would know we're related. I don't actually think they would because you look oh. more like your mom, right? You I, I, th- I
0: actually don't know which of my parents I feel like I look like. I don't think you look like your dad. I've never had anybody tell me one way or the other whether I look like my mom or my dad. I don't know who I look like.
1: (laughs) They picked me up. I look like the mailman. I should put some of your baby pictures on our (laughs) Instagram stories. You guys, Alexa, and actually, and your brother too. Yeah. But like, you were the cutest. The fact that they didn't put you in commercials or ads or something, you were the cutest. Like, you had a Disney cartoon baby face. It was beyond cute.
0: We should do that. We should do some sort of little episode talking about it. Cause I do talk about it every episode basically, <laughs> but especially Seinfeld. I mean, Seinfeld is a huge connection between my dad and I.
1: Yeah. That and Sopranos, right? Yeah.
0: I would say those are the two largest ones. So you said you've seen random ones here and there, just from what watching them on TV and and from watching them, your dad, watching them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of this one? I, I, Loved it. I thought it was great. I was so glad that it gave me George's origin story with the Yankees. Yes. that carries through for a very long it time. It does. It does.
0: So I loved seeing how that happened. I was listening to the commentary because uh, Larry, David, and Jerry wrote this episode. And I was listening to the commentary and hearing them talk about it. And they were saying how this was, they try and do this with all the finales, but they try and obviously set up the next season in the finale, all shows do this. But they were saying how George becoming a part of the Yankees was a huge part of the show that they were then going to write to in the next season. I think it's two seasons that he works for the Yankees. And so they were talking about how it was a really big turning point for them to have him start at the Yankees and also for Elaine to not have a job that they would have because Elaine's worked at Pendant Pendant Publishing for the whole show up until now. So they're going to have to give Elaine a new job. And they hadn't thought of what they were going to do yet, but they knew that they were going to have to give her a new job and that George was going to work for the Yankees and that they got to write all of the stuff according to that. And Larry was talking about how when you're a TV writer, you kind of get to write the stuff that you always dreamed of as a kid. So he got oh. to he got to write that George would work for the Yankees, and that's something he dreamed about since he was like a kid. So it was that's cute so to hear cute. him talk about that. That he was that he gave George the opportunity to do what he always wanted.
1: I thought when he was sitting in that interview saying everything he was saying.
2: My last job was in publishing. I uh got fired for having sex in my office with the cleaning woman. <laughs> Come on uh all right there uh, well before that i was in real estate uh, i quit because my boss wouldn't let me use his private bathroom <laughs> That was it. do you talk to everybody like this of course
1: i uh, of course i knew how it was gonna play out that the interviewer would like that he was being so brash and honest
2: yeah. well my niece told me you were different <laughs> i am different yeah uh-huh. but i gotta tell you you are the complete opposite of every applicant we've seen
1: it's especially funny for me since i coach people for
2: interviews (laughs) as my job
1: (laughs) um but then when he was telling off steinbrenner i was like this is amazing
2: well i wish i could say the same but i must say with all due respect i find it very hard to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this fine organization In the past 20 years, you have caused myself and the city of New York a good deal of distress as we have watched you take our beloved Yankees and reduce them to a laughing stock, all for the glorification of your massive ego.
1: Also a little (laughs) triggering because the silhouette Uh of his profile looked a little bit like Trump. (laughs) It did, it did. (laughs) The the other scene I loved was when he was in the car with the girl when he was driving. Mm Mm-hmm. He was so unbothered.
2: I'm afraid I'm just not interested in how I present myself. If those kind of superficialities are important to you, this probably isn't going (laughs) to (laughs) work. Take it easy. Take it easy. That's not the end of the world.
1: Which I know is the point of it, but you never see George unbothered. Right. So it was like a real kick to see that. (laughs) That's what's so great about this one is that you get to see.
0: But then when he's in Jerry's apartment or when he's at the coffee shop, he's talking to them as regular George. It's just when he's interacting with the the masses, (laughs) the rest of the people is when he's acting opposite. But when he's in the apartment and when he's at the coffee shop, he's telling them about it like it's this
1: experiment he's conducting. (laughs) I thought it was so funny the way he changed his order. Tuna, toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee.
2: Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. <laughs> I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye, <laughs> untoasted with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. Yes,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And
1: then there's a second time in the coffee shop where he where, where he orders the new meal again. Yeah. And doesn't he say something to the waitress like,
2: Oh, I'll have the chicken salad on rye, my usual. You know what I get, (laughs) Dolly.
0: Yes, he says it's his usual, his new usual, I guess, because presumably it's been more than just a day or two that's gone by. So presumably every time George has been in the coffee shop since he changed his order, he's ordered the same opposite order. (laughs) Oh, George. So the girl he meets at the coffee shop, uh, Victoria, is Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. It's Dee Dee Pfeiffer.
1: That is so weird. I was just reading an article about celebrity siblings who you didn't know were related Mm -hmm. yesterday and thought, oh my gosh, I didn't know Michelle Pfeiffer had a sister. And also I thought how unfortunate to be her sister. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. She's, she's like very pretty, but Yeah. Being Michelle Pfeiffer's sister, like, how do you? Yeah, it's an uphill you know. battle.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was Dee Dee Pfeiffer? Wow! And did you know that Larry David is the voice of George Steinbrenner? I did not know that. How did I not hear it? That's his voice. If you go back and listen, especially when he says, "Nice to meet you." Sounds exactly like Larry David. He's not even even doing the George Steinbrenner voice. (laughs) And apparently they they picked him to do it because they were sitting around writing and they were talking about what they were going to do, who they were going to have voice it, they were going to cast for it. And Jerry asked Larry what he thought it should sound like. And Larry did an impression that was so good. And so what they wanted for the character, because... I don't know if you've seen other episodes where George, because George Steinbrenner as a character is pretty present in the Yankee episodes. And so, but it's like a caricature version of George Steinbrenner. He's like this bumbling idiot. He, he doesn't know what's going on. He's like rushing around. He's silly. And so they wanted to make him like that. And Larry's impression of both his voice and his energy was just so what they wanted that they're like, you just do it.
1: That's great. I looked up because I already knew Jerry is from Long Island. Mm-hmm. So I looked up where Jason and Julia were from, and Jason's from Newark mm-hmm. and Julia's from Manhattan. And I was thinking, I feel like I already know the answer is yes, but I was wondering if you actually do know the answer to this. When they were casting the show, did Jerry say, I specifically want actors who are born and raised in this, in New York, New Jersey? I
0: actually do not know the answer to that.
1: I wonder if that exists out there. Because yeah, I'm sure I it does. I feel like the type of comedy, I, I just can't imagine that Jerry would have hired someone who was from LA or, or anywhere else. Agreed. Because there are certain aspects to it that... Not to be like uh, like obnoxious, yeah. but there are certain aspects to it that you just can't fully sell unless you're from the area.
0: I agree completely. And Jerry also strikes me as the type that would want them all to be from the of area. Course, that they, yeah. I mean, he just him and Larry both seem that way. That they're so they needed to be as authentic as possible. Well, you know that you know that the show is. Is loosely based on, or not even sometimes loosely based on Larry David's life, and that he had a neighbor whose name was Kramer, Kenny. I did not know that. Kramer is a real guy. His name is Kenny Kramer, and it was really his neighbor. And he really acted. There were there are so a bunch of storylines that Kramer has throughout the series that are pulled right from the neighbor's real life. I love that. Some of the really even wackier ones, ones where you think like, oh, OK, settle down. There's no way that this is real. And then it's something you really did.
1: Amazing. I just looked it up and Michael Richards is actually from L.A.
0: It's so funny. I should have said it when I it's so funny when you were saying it. I was going to say, actually, I think Michael Richards is from L.A., he
1: strikes me as being from L.A. This is a silly question, but I don't think I've ever paid attention before. Mm-hmm. Does Kramer ever go to the coffee shop with them? Yeah. I can't picture any scene. <laughs> yeah, all the time.
0: He's definitely there. If I I would be curious for a count of how many times they're in there. He's probably the lowest, but he's in there all the time. OK, he wasn't. In, he was in there. He was at the, the last scene of this episode. He's in the coffee shop he was (laughs) yeah i was probably too distracted by the (laughs) seats in the booth oh yeah you've told me about this (laughs) but yeah he's there when um at the in the final scene it's uh jerry kramer and elaine are sitting in the coffee shop when elaine's talking about how she's she's george do
2: you know what's going on here can't you see what's happened i've become george (laughs) don't say that it's true i'm george i'm george
0: yeah and and then george actually walks in kramer sitting next to jerry oh okay i would literally buy his book his coffee table book about coffee tables yes
1: (laughs) it's an amazing concept for a book truly amazing i loved that he went on regis and kathy lee they really filmed it on Regis and Kathy Lee
0: too. And I and I think that the Regis and Kathy Lee producers and writers are who wrote the interview so that it felt like a Regis oh and Kathy Lee. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And I think they filmed it in front of their audience, which is why if you notice they go insane when he walks out and it's because the the people there knew that they were filming Seinfeld.
1: That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> I, it was so nice watching that scene because when I was a kid and I used to sleep at grandma's house, mm-hmm. I would always watch Regis and Kathy leave with her in the morning. She loved Regis. <laughs> it was a real nice throwback to Aww. see that. So let's talk a little bit about Elaine's story.
0: Elaine has a little bit of a downwards spiral in this story. Poor Elaine. <laughs> she starts out on top getting a promotion and then it all falls apart. So almost solely because of juicy fruits. <laughs> so she's dating a guy. Jake Jarmel is the is her boyfriend in this episode, and this is not his first appearance because if you Jerry mentions that. She's back with Jake Jarmo. And I think I've actually told you about an episode that he's in. He is the one where they break up because of the exclamation point. He doesn't put an exclamation point at the end of a message that he leaves for her. And she gets offended that he didn't put an exclamation point. And it's a whole thing with that. And so he's. They were really ahead of their time with
1: that (laughs) storyline.
0: So he's been in episodes before. So she's back with, uh, with Jake. And she's getting a promotion, and that doesn't last very long for her. I love that the interweaving of the stories in this one is almost based around this idea that Jerry always comes out even.
2: Everything will even out. See, I have two friends. You were up, he was down. Now he's up, you're down. You see how it all evens out for me? He's such a,
1: like, dick.
0: Really, (laughs) He is. That's the whole point. (laughs) In fact, when I was listening to the commentary, when George comes into the coffee shop and talks about how his life is not what he's wanted it to be.
2: Every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. (laughs) My life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it, something to wear something to eat it's often wrong
0: and he's coming to terms with what he thinks he's going to end up doing jerry has a line that he's trying to encourage george to go talk to the girl and he has a
2: line where well here's your chance to try the opposite instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women chicken salad and going right up to him yeah i should do the opposite i should if every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right and Jerry
0: on the commentary was talking about how his character often had lines like that to egg George on, to do, to go down a road that would be entertaining for him. That makes so much sense. Jerry's totally baiting George into being ridiculous and and starting this opposite journey. And it's solely for his entertainment, not for George's benefit.
1: I feel like that's who Jerry Seinfeld is IRL. He and least admitted it in the commentary
0: that that's exactly what he was doing. It was completely self-serving.
1: I thought the scene where Elaine crumbles the twenty-dollar bill and throws it out the window, <laughs> yeah, was great. the The expressions on her face—she yeah. just, you could see the thrill pumping through her when she threw that twenty out the window. We knew it was going to find a way back, of course. <laughs> And so when George walks in and says, hey, "I found twenty dollars," and George is like in a frenzy, right? Like he's like riding high. Hey, I just found twenty dollars! <laughs> it's great, and then that they do like a second little yeah callback where Jerry pulls the twenty out of the pocket out of yep. his pocket. It's so perfect. I thought to myself, how are they going to? make that 20 come back around in a way that actually makes sense. Yeah. And then when he pulled it out of the pocket of his jacket, I was like, oh, that's the most its perfect. perfect, obvious answer.
0: I thought the same thing about George walking in with the 20. There are two great Elaine moments Or I love the line reading she gives. There's two lines that I love. I love when she throws the $20 out the window and she says, let's
2: see if you get the 20 bucks back.
0: I love the way she says it. She's so excited, and then almost the exact opposite when she's at the booth at the end and she's talking to them about how pendant is basically over. And and Jerry asks her why she has to eat so many juji fruits, and she's like,
2: "Because they're juji fruit. I like them.
0: I love the way she
1: says it. It's so cute and so sad. Are those a real candy?" Yeah, juju fruit. You've never had one? No, I've never they're, even heard of them. They're like
0: you've never had a juju bee. They're very similar to a juju
1: bee.
0: No. Okay. What about dots? Maybe. Have you had dots?
1: Uh, no, but I know what they are. They are
0: very, if anything, they're like dots, but even harder to chew. They're oh, very okay. tough. And then as you chew them, they get a little bit softer. They're like a gummy, a dense mm. gummy. It's truly insane that she's throwing so many in her mouth because they're so hard to eat. I don't know how she was doing that.
1: I wonder how many she actually had to eat oh throughout that. She must've been spitting, spitting them, out. them out. Yeah. I thought it was silly that her boyfriend got mad at her that she bought the candy. Yeah. When she, what she could have just said was I bought it like to bring to you for us to eat it together. Cause I knew you'd be sad or something. Yeah. There were so many, e- so many easy <laughs> ways know. out of that, that she didn't use.
0: The one that I always think of is she could have just said that she bought it right before that they got them right
1: before. Well, like- he asks her, didn't he says like, didn't he tell you before you walked in?
0: no well i thought he was saying didn't he tell you before you walked into the movies so into the theater so i was thinking oh she could have said that she bought the candy and then the guy found her but she answers too quickly because she's answering with the truth what actually happened (laughs) (laughs) because he asks her and she just says it without thinking and she's halfway through it before she realizes it's (laughs) gonna be a problem (laughs) where did you get those i'll go Didn't the theater manager give you the message before you went in? Yeah, he did. Then when did you get those?
1: Right after
2: that.
0: <laughs> I love when Elaine's uh, ex-roommate comes in and kicks her out of her apartment. I mm-hmm. love when she's going through the list of things. Well, there's been a number of complaints.
1: Yeah, like what? Well, like last Thanksgiving, you busted up a jewel thief. <laughs> <laughs> know who he was that's what there's a buzzer
2: <laughs> what else
1: well apparently the week after that he buzzed up some jehovah's witnesses and they couldn't get them out of the building <laughs> what
2: else you got well let's see
0: <sighs> but what i love even more is when elaine is in jerry's apartment and tells them that she's getting kicked out of her apartment
2: How are things going? You want to know how things are going? I'll tell you how things are going. I am getting kicked out of my apartment! Why? Why are they doing that? I don't know. They have a list of grievances. The jewel thief? Yeah, the jewel (laughs) thief. What else?
0: I put Canadian quarters in the washing machine. Also, I love when George gets the job at the Yankees and he, it's so great when he walks, when he goes to Jerry's apartment and he's got the hat on backwards <laughs> and it's, and Jerry first says,
2: the New York Yankees, the New
0: York
1: Yankees, <laughs>
0: and pulls the, the cap he's around. so cute. He's adorable. He's You never see George that happy. (laughs) That's the happiest you ever see him.
1: And at the end, when he has his arms around his
2: parents. I just want the both of you to know how much you mean to me. And I love you both very, very much.
0: Have you seen an episode with George's parents? Yeah. They are two of the best secondary characters on the show. I love George's parents. Any story with him and his parents is so priceless and so funny.
1: His dad is that's Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah.
0: That's Jerry Stiller.
1: Uh, I think that might be all I have. All right. If you guys enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram at tickets, please pod. And if you would be so kind as to leave
0: us a review on iTunes. Thanks guys. Till next time.